We've got a plastic pandemic on our hands. As we continue to stay home to avoid getting the coronavirus, we've also become more dependent on courier services. Unfortunately, more food deliveries and e-commerce shopping sprees also means more plastic packaging, which is, of course, harmful to the environment. If we are not careful, short-term thinking during the pandemic could lead to an even larger environmental and public calamity in the future. If you notice the recent typhoon, the debris are mostly plastic. That's Ina Serafin, Sales and Marketing Director of Econest Philippines. In this episode of B-Side, Ina and Nikki Sevilla, the CEO and founder of Econest, tell Mariela Ginaldo about biodegradable packaging alternatives that work just as well as plastic. They also talk about other solutions that can be applied at the individual or company level. You can dig a hole in your backyard and start composting. Or if you're a CEO, you can commit to prioritizing reuse and eliminating single-use plastic. Here's Nikki. Sustainability is not just based on the items or materials that you use. It's not even based on the machines that you make use of. It should actually start within you. Let's listen in on Marielle's conversation with Econest. Could you tell us the story of your business, Econest? I actually started it with my partner. So it started in 2018. During that time, I was working with Ina in Focus Global. And I've been actively attending bazaars wherein I sell baked goods. And then there's this one village who implemented that we're not allowed to use any kind of plastic. So in order to prepare for that, of course, um, I sourced different supermarkets. I checked online. Back in 2018, it was a bit difficult for me to look for truly eco-friendly packaging items. That's why I raised a concern to my business partner. And during that time, he was studying in Tokyo. And then he shared with me some information about the different packaging items that are being used in different markets. So like in Indonesia, in Japan, all over the world. And then I just had the idea that why don't we consolidate or gather these different types of items that we can offer here in the Philippines. We really check the certifications, the material composition, and that's how we came about with putting up a one-stop shop of eco-packaging items. As we went along, of course, we've been pushing the advocacy of alleviating the consequences of plastic pollution. And my friends from before, Ina and Daniel, our other business partner, we just came together and uh, they were happy to help us out. So now we're a little team. It's a very lean team as of the moment. But of course, we're doing what we can to really propagate and promote the use of eco-packaging items here in our market. Could you give us an overview of the logistics packaging industry here in the Philippines and what is the impact of this industry to the environment now that COVID has pushed most of us to do even more online shopping, to do even more deliveries? So last year, the packaging industry was valued at 58 billion units in the Philippines alone, and it continues to grow significantly in the years to come. In that sense, plastic holds the biggest share next to glass, and then a very tiny percentage for bioplastics and green packaging. So in terms of environmental impact, they say that plastics are being recycled, but the truth is only 8% of plastic materials are recovered through recycling. And according to a recent study, Philippines is one of the biggest contributors in terms of plastic waste in the ocean because they can see our plastic bags, the sachets, the crisps packets, and the soap and detergent sachets usually used by the poor community. So they can't really afford reusable containers. And in terms of the COVID 
pandemic, we have seen the surge of single-use plastic because right now, restaurants and hotels can't really accommodate people anymore. So they go to their customers. And how do they do that? They use takeaway packaging. Aside from that, there's also been a surge of medical waste. The PPEs, the surgical masks, it's also made out of a certain percentage from plastic. So we can't really eliminate plastic from our lives because our frontliners need it. Since COVID started, a lot of retail companies started doing e-commerce now. And so there are certain logistics partners that have reached out to us to offer their customers an eco-friendly alternative than the conventional plastic. If we are not careful, short-term thinking during the pandemic could lead to an even larger environmental and public calamity in the future. If you notice the recent typhoon, the debris are mostly plastic. You guys have kind of touched on it earlier as well. But for people who might not know, what exactly is eco-friendly packaging and what makes it eco-friendly? And how does this compare to the usual plastic packaging in terms of like overall quality, sturdiness, price, and any other kind of factors that you may also want to discuss? Eco-friendly packaging or sustainable packaging simply means as it's the development and use of packaging which results in improved sustainability. Basically, um, improvement of the overall life cycle assessment of a certain product. It touches the point wherein it's made from renewable resources and then it can actually be returned back to nature. So in terms of considering if a packaging is eco-friendly, how many times can you actually reuse it before throwing it away? Does it really come from plant-based materials? Is it truly eco-friendly from the material sourcing? So those are main considerations when you consider eco-packaging. There are different types of bioplastics. So this is the type of category that we are carrying. So in terms of bioplastic, some have additives. So it still has a plastic component. And then there is an additive of, let's say, a plant-based material. There's also a component wherein it's fully plant-based. For us, uh, what we're carrying right now, as much as possible, we want it to be fully plant-based. The categories that we're carrying are cassava bio bags. So these are the bags that made from cassava starch. It also has some additives like vegetable oil. It has compostable polymers as well for it to form the type of plastic form that you can see. Now, the main difference is given that it's made from starch, it can actually melt in hot water. So if it melts in hot water, it can disintegrate in a matter of minutes. However, the water has to be around 80 degrees Celsius. As compared to other types of bioplastics, there's also what we call PLA or polylactic acid. It's made from cornstarch. So for that, we actually need a composting facility or it has to be exposed to the right environment for it to disintegrate. What we're trying to do here at EchoNest is we try to push our clients or our partners to educate the end users how you can compost the items from home, how you can disintegrate it at the end of its life. Aside from the cassava bags, we're also carrying uh, sugarcane takeaway containers. Uh, we also have the Giammi honeycomb wrap. So it's a direct replacement for plastic bubble wraps. It's actually made from virgin craft. So aside from that, we're also sourcing on different types of packaging items that can be direct alternatives to existing plastic packaging items that, that are being used every day. In terms of sturdiness of the cassava bags, overall quality, it has a lower tensile strength by about 30 to 20%. We're continuously improving the technology of these items and we have ongoing uh, research and development back at our manufacturing plant. So we're making sure that we're able to give uh, feedback to our manufacturers as well in order for them to 
fully improve the quality of the bags that we're making use of. You mentioned that the TLA bag, they need a certain facility or certain conditions before they can compost. How can the consumers reach out to these facilities and do the conditions for its composting change? And then in terms of price, how do these materials compare to the different kinds of plastic packaging? Actually, in PASIC, because we had the meeting with some LGUs, they actually have six composting facilities. And I guess LGUs have a certain way to manage wastes, especially residential waste. So they have a system and then they sort it out. And then that's when they put it in composting facilities. Because they actually asked us if we can offer them biodegradable bags. Because since COVID happened, we want to limit how the virus can be transmitted from one place to another. And since it can be in the surface for a period of days, they want to help their um, people safe by just putting it in a biodegradable bag and then just throw it because the bag will just disintegrate in a certain condition. And I guess there's also one in Rizal. I'm not sure what city though, but I've spoke to one of the constituents of Rizal and then they're actually also creating their own waste management disposal. It's good to know that certain LGUs are actually um, taking action in managing their waste. And what's good also, even from before, like in different provinces, so the LGUs would actually try to encourage the people or the community to compost from home. So before um, I visited Marinduque and when I visited the homes of the community there, they dig holes and then what they do is they place all their trash there and they compost it themselves. So as simple as that. So imagine if every household would actually consider to segregate their trash for the time being. If the certain city or the certain area would have like composting facilities, and it would be, of course, easier for the haulers to identify certain types of waste, and then eventually they can recycle a certain portion or compose a certain portion. So it's really good if we can start from our homes. We start in our own companies as compared to waiting for the government to actually implement certain measures or memorandums in order for us to really push ourselves to start considering how we will be able to actually help out or be able to manage our own waste. Honestly, right now, given the new technologies that are being introduced, there's a certain limitation in terms of volume. So again, as compared to the production of plastic packaging or making use of petroleum-based plastic, bioplastic is really far from there. Um, based on our statistics, uh, it's really less than 1% of what the whole petroleum packaging has been producing. So what we're doing right now is we're trying to introduce these technologies. The more people that will adapt, that will make use of these types of packaging items, it would be really helpful in order for us to build the volume. We're not yet there. We're still in the introductory phase. What's wonderful is that a lot of people here in the Philippines are aware already about the impact of plastic pollution and they're doing what they can. However, they still have their limitations in terms of budget and a lot of people would actually support brands or companies that have a sustainability plan or is already making use of eco-packaging. They feel good that they're supporting and doing what they can in order for them to protect the environment. So aside from the costing itself, overall, it really increases the value of the products of the business or even the branding. That's what we're also trying to let the people know. Let's not be scared just because uh, the pricing is, let's say, higher by 20-30%. Moving forward, definitely, when we increase our volume, once we hit a certain amount, then definitely we can be able to improve the pricing. 
However, right now we continuously have to develop it. We have to make it as sturdy as we can and make sure that it will be available like nationwide. It will be really accessible for a lot of people. Then definitely there would be improvements along the way. Could you paint us a picture of how using eco-friendly packaging has already helped the environment and zooming in on EcoNest, how your business has positively impacted the environment? So I'd like to share um, some information that I got from European Bioplastics, so in cooperation with various institutions. In 2019, the use of uh, bioplastics is around 2.11 million tons, and it's actually forecasted to grow to about 2.43 million tons by 2024. So that's already 15% in five years. There really is a growth in this type of industry, in this type of category. And what's great here in the Philippines for our company versus our statistics from last year, we grew by 543% in terms of value. So it really goes to show that more and more corporations or companies are really confident in making use of these types of packaging items. When we started, a lot of companies and um, individuals are very hesitant. We really did not just focus on the products, but we also focused on educating the market. So that one is very important because if people are not aware, they do not understand the implications or the information that goes uh, with making use of these types of biopackaging items, then it's going to be difficult to actually convince them because we've been making use of plastics for the longest time. And it's just now that we've introduced a different alternative. So it's quite difficult. Masina mentioned earlier, uh, we really cannot take away the use of petroleum-based plastics in our daily lives. At the end of the day, we'll still make use of it. But at the same time, we are not saying that this is the 100% perfect solution as of this moment. This is an option. This is an alternative. And we want to really instill in the minds of people that they can do what they can. If they still prefer to use plastic packaging, then it's totally fine, provided that they would consider segregating and recycling it. We're here about sharing our advocacy as well. So it's not just selling all these products. It's us informing the market that we can do something about it. We have alternatives. Um, these are within reach. Would you have like any idea or any similar kind of studies? Now, for example, if an additional 2.11 million tons of bioplastics were used instead of petroleum-based plastics, how would that impact the environment? Based on our previous study as well on the resources used, Again, the use of cassava starch, it's below 1% back in 2018. The use of petroleum oil is around 75 million tons just to manufacture plastics versus cassava starch, it's around 800 metric tons. However, in terms of the overall impact, a lot of different markets and countries are already banning the use of plastics, especially in Europe and even in the U.S., so it's about time here in the Philippines. There are certain LGUs that are already considering the ban on plastic packaging. However, it's difficult to implement. That's why what we're trying to do now is we're focusing on the companies and making sure that they are already aware that there are alternatives. Based on statistics right now, it's really improving, it's growing. However, there are still some limitations. Again, we do not have enough composting facilities. We have to consider as well uh, how we're going to 
compost all the items. And at the same time, even the recycling facilities uh, that a lot of companies are looking at. What we're doing right now for EcoNest, we're trying to look for uh, certain orgs or institutions that we can partner with in order for us to really provide a holistic solution. So even if we sell all these compostables, we would know which specific area or institution can actually help us to be able to compost um, all these items so that we can also advise um, our partners and our consumers as well on how to properly dispose of it. You mentioned earlier stuff like you had clients that were at first hesitant to use bioplastics, but do you have like any other stories or anecdotes on how the reception has been to your products? Based on my observation ever since um, we started selling the products, one thing that I've noticed from our customers, so it doesn't matter if it's an individual or if it's a corporation, once they start making use of the packaging items, it really adds value in terms of their branding. And it's nice to know that they're very proud of it. And aside from that, the end consumers or the end users of the packaging items, they would actually send me messages from their clients that they're very happy that they are considering to help protect the environment in their own ways. It has a rippling effect given that they would share it online and then they would tell it to other people that this certain institution or company is making use of these eco-packaging item. And next thing you know, a lot of people are following us online. Recently, we've partnered with one e-com company and it's really nice to see the feedback. They give us a study and 84% of the consumer feedback is really positive. The other 16%, they complained about the product itself, the product of our client and not the packaging. The 84% are very happy with what they receive, that they're doing what they can in terms of um, helping the environment. Most of the comments I've gotten from clients as well as they are surprised that these packaging actually exist. So we're not just in Metro Manila. We also have partners in Visayas and Mindanao. And it's overwhelming to see all these positive reactions from the provinces because they're actually considering eco-friendly packaging for their businesses. And these are small startup businesses and they're now more receptive. They're now more open to these alternatives. And just um, with the recent typhoon, we've been overwhelmed with a lot of inquiries and online queries regarding getting cassava relief bags because they know that with the recent devastation brought by the typhoon, there's a lot of plastic waste. So they don't want to contribute to that waste. So they get the cassava bags for their own relief bags. And it's good to know that they are willing to serve a portion of their cost to invest in eco-friendly packaging because it's not added waste to the current environmental damage of the typhoon. The more people are educated about these compostable and biodegradable packaging, the more they accept it, which is a good indicator that it's a growing industry. What's your message for logistics companies, sellers, and you know, other stakeholders when it comes to their use of petroleum-based packaging? We have to aim for sustainable development. It should be imperative across all industries because it's our responsibility to meet the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations you know, to meet their own needs. They'll have a budget for eco-friendly alternatives and um, you will be overwhelmed by the response of the consumers 
the common notion that sustainability enforces saving the planet. It's not just that. It's actually saving us from ourselves by wisely managing natural resources. And it's not just an environmental issue. I believe it's a social issue. And sustainability will dictate how businesses would operate in the future. Well, actually, for me, time and again, one thing that I would share is that sustainability is not just based on the items or materials that you use. It's not even based on the machines that you make use of. It should actually start within you. So as owners of companies or CEOs or presidents of um, different companies, it's really imperative that you are already aware of the current situation that we are facing right now. We are already at the climate crisis and it's about time that we actually have to act on it. So not just the health of the business, but also we have to consider the overall health of the environment because it would really, really go a long way. Again, this is not the only solution. So if they cannot fully switch to eco-packaging, then start somewhere, even in terms of implementing, again, segregation or recycling. So there are a lot of solutions already within reach. So again, it's really important to reach out to people on how they would be able to collaborate and come up with concrete and lasting solutions that will be able to help the environment. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Nikki Sevilla and Ina Serafin of Econest Philippines speaking with Marielle Aguinaldo, who was a reporter at Business World when this conversation was recorded. Here's to a greener, cleaner Earth. When it comes to plastic pollution, there are solutions out there. They may be a bit more expensive, but think of the consequences. Remember, there is no planet B. This is the only planet we've got. Gotta take care of it. This B-Side episode was recorded remotely on November 18. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>